Um, mm-hmm. so how are we doing? Are we recording, Ben? Last one we sounded, are recording. That last one sounded creepy. You're, I think the levels are good. so good. Uh, what's, the, what's the tremolo like? <laughs> what about siblings? Siblings? You only know siblings from Tom Hanks' guest appearance on the Wayne's World skits. That is, Saturday Night Live. That is correct. That, um, did you know that Vans made a comeback? Like shoes? Yeah. Oh, I thought you heard the car. <laughs> those are those are very hip shoes. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Even if you do say so yourself. Right. Do you have some Vans, Ben? I have I have a pair. Do you? Yeah. I think, now, uh, now, Ben, you're you're from a place in the country where like fashion starts. I mean, it starts like ten years ten years before myth. anybody sees anything. This became MythBusters. Is it really? Yeah. It doesn't start. Oh, because it's it's the corporate people that start it. Yeah. Is that true, Ben? I don't know. What, that it starts in New York? Yeah. I didn't really follow it until I was like a senior in high school, but then I realized that everyone else was following it my mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Fashion, you mean? Yeah. Okay. And, and that's um, when you got the Vans? And that's, uh, that is when I got the Vans. I'm just trying to picture the Vans Corporation where it's like the 80s are dying down mm-hmm. and those black and white checkered ones are kind of faded by and they're like, well, times are tough. We're yeah. going to have to close down. There was like the one son, mm-hmm. like Van Jr. Yeah. He's like, Dad. Wait, you don't think Van was her last name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Whatever, okay. Like, you know, Robert Van Jr. Oh, okay. Instead of Bob Sr. But he like, he's like, yeah, you know, I think if I can just keep, the, let's just keep the electricity on. Mm-hmm. And keep, keep Maybe the one machine ready. working. Just one machine keep working. Oil that mach- keep oiling that machine. I know we're probably not <laughs> right. going to use it, but just throw some oil in there Paul every once in a Van while. Van Doren. Oh, Whoa. I guess we were right. I was, I was more right than you, I think. So Paul Jr. Yeah. Said, can promise me, dad, I know times are tough. Yeah. This is just the one thing I'm saying is I, I just got my MBA yeah. from Central Connecticut. Yes. It, I, I'll prom- I'll tell you this. Yeah. If within 25 years yes, it doesn't pay out that I kept this one machine running, okay. then we're going to close down. I trust you, son. <laughs> Come worked. 2016, 2017, the order started to trickle in. Yep. So they, I, need check, I need checker shoes. <laughs> right. I need I shoes need that look more. like a checkerboard. Uh, apparently, they've really diversified. They're not just checkered now. Really? I identified the Paul Van Doren shoe with a checkered. I, I identify them with, they have no arch support. Not that yeah. I need arch support. I'm not saying, I'm not going to, that's not, that's not something online. I want people to think that I need arch support. Not that there's anything wrong if you need arch support. So you don't like dock siders either? I don't know. I know. Well, I don't need arch support. Why would I? Our doc, dock siders are out of fashion too, right? That's another 80s thing. Uh, they're probably coming back in. With like Ralph Lauren. I, I just see them very, like very flat shoes. Is that, Ben, is that the case? Are they very flat shoes? They are really flat. Yeah. Aren't fr- they skater a, shoes? Yeah, they are. Because hmm. you got to, um, skateboards are flat. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe. No. Don't you want? I mean, I worked at a shoe store, and when I I couldn't wear them. When Why I have was... you never told us about this? In New York? Really? What was the shoe store it you worked at? Payless. Rack. Oh, no, it was. Uh, it's called Tanny. It's a uh, mostly women's shoes. Yeah. Did you have to fit them? <laughs> Thank God, no. There was one woman that stuck out her foot at me, and I walked away. Oh. Did so, you Did you have to like stock shelves and stuff like? Did yo, you to, yeah. Did you wear a suit? No. So tell us one. Tell us a fact hold, about hold women's shoes that hold we would no. be surprised that you know. I just, mean, I just know a lot of brands. There's like Eric Michael and uh, okay and stuff like that. Mark Jacob. Mm, I'm, well, we didn't have really. We didn't have Mark That's, Jacob. Is that does he make shoes? Mm. The, the like like are there like sizes of like heels or like different types of shoes that Stiletto. you know about? 
That's yeah, the kitten. Espadrilles. I mean, espadrilles are big for the summer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We had. The- <laughs> are you pronouncing that correctly? Espadrille. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, I just want the audience to to hear you just wax eloquently on women's shoes. I mean, Jeffrey Campbell, the Stormies, a great rain boot. It's pretty cheap, fifty five dollars. <laughs> that was one of our big ones. Nice. Yeah. There was a shoe called the Ginger uh, uh-huh. that the owner would always be like, "You should sell them the Ginger." It was this heeled shoe, okay. you know, heeled sandal, and Let's it would be it. like they'd be shopping for like boots, and he'd be like, "Bring them the Ginger, sell them <laughs> on that." And we were like, "What are you talking oh, about?" What was it named for? Was it red, or was no. it spiced? It was well. I, there was a red ginger. There was a red. There was a red. This is fascinating. Underbelly of Did the retail ever, shoe industry. What about those floor mirrors? Oh yeah. Oh my god. The ones Always that was it full of them. Yeah, we had like three or four. well. I mean, we had we had bigger mirrors actually. We had the full. Wait, have you been? Were you old enough? You're not that much older than me. Were you old enough when they had in the shoe stores you could put your foot on an X-ray machine and actually see your foot? What? Well, I, no, I never saw that. That's, but have you heard of that? No. Yeah, is, is that like the radium from the twenties? And I think I think they used to have little X-ray machines in shoe stores, and 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 that and now that's been replaced with in those little late, metal lifetime, slidey things, which you, I can never read. In your lifetime, they had X-ray machines. They, are you saying? Are you confirming I'm asking. that? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, so, so we're, we're all too young for that. Well, I'm just saying you're two years older. Maybe they put them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they Whoa. maybe they stop you. Those if they ever had those, which I'm I'm sure you saw that on some. Mental floss article. It wasn't a mental floss. Buzzfeed. I think my mom told me about them. Well, if it ever happened, it must have been in the no later than the twenties. Think. Let's hope God. Well, I guess we're gonna find out. Oh my God. Shoe store. Oh, I spelled extra wrong. Where Shoe was store, I when they were talking about the radium tip pens? A fluoroscope. Shoe fitting fluoroscopes, also known, also sold under the name X-ray shoe fitter. Pediscope and footoscope. What were would you X-ray. learn from this? That. Installed in shoe stores from the 1920s until about the 1970s. Holy crap. It started in the 1920s. <laughs> oh, my. Have we learned nothing? Ben, I do have one one other Why? note when you talk about Vans. Yeah. Converse was similar, right? Converse was going to fall apart, and then the Strokes, the New strokes York City band, the, they brought them back. Uh, they saved Converse. Do you think that's just thing, something the Strokes fans say? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm not that huge of a Strokes fan at this point in my life. Um, but I I don't know I I didn't know that sh- that Converse had ever gone out of style. Or did they save Chuck Taylors specifically, or Converse as a brand? Uh, I think Con- I think Chuck Taylors specifically. I mean, which Converse are, was bought by Nike. I think. Which are the shoes that were the brothers? It's one of those. There's so many of these stories. I don't know who's compiling them. Of like when it's two brothers that have a falling out and they start different businesses in the same industry. It's like the grocery stores. There's Aldi's and Lidl is opening up mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. across the street from each other. Those are German brothers who hate each other. But there was some shoe story on some other podcast, and I guess it wasn't Converse. Nobody's. Well, I know that's definitely true with Italian food in New York, where this pizza place, Spumoni Gardens, a uh, great pizza place in Brooklyn. Um, there was a, a manager that was there, and then he left and opened a, a place in Staten Ooh. Island, and they advertised Spumoni sauce. Whoa, and then no. the manager was uh, he was killed. Holy shit. Did they rename it to Ray's Famous Original? <laughs> That's the best. I remembered so mine. So many of those. What was yours? It was Puma and Adidas. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that they were they were uh, like in the 80s shoe battles. Did the company used to be called Puma Adidas? <laughs> no. And then they split, literally? But like with symbols, this was the case. There's Zildjian symbols, which is like centuries old. And then there's Sabian symbols, which are more not even a century old. Wait, what are we talking about? 
other brother falling out because uh, the brothers had an argument. Wow. And so there's two different like crash symbol. Cain and Cain and Abel. It's where it's the original fallout. Right, but I don't know if they had business propositions. I don't know that. I don't know that anyways. Charles, why don't you lean right into the microphone and yeah. join us in this conversation? We'll save us. Got to admit, my knowledge of '90s shoe companies is limited. Well, I think yeah. I think we're. I think we've demonstrated that ours is as well. I yeah. mean, I remember Converse being a thing, but if you told me it was a like my life depended on it, I would have said they went out of business. Well, get ready yeah. for the Vans comeback. Get that one machine working. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Very this, smart, Paul Junior. This you is episode. Start? Yeah, episode 124. I, nope. I will. You said it 124. 125. Okay, so this is 125? We think it's one. Just do the 125, 126. This is episode 125 of Various Bread and Butters with me on my left, Ben Burkhouse-Cohen. I am Simon Portmanton. Out in the studio, it's a skeleton crew with just our... Here deep in the middle of January. Yes. Ben, the fourth BG Gordon, is out there toiling. In, in his vans. For us. In his. Are you in your vans today? Uh, no, I'm wearing, good, thanks, I'm wearing boots. I'm wearing boots because it is raining. Uh, what what brand of boots Uggs. are you wearing? What are you, who, are you, who are you wearing today? I'm ben? wearing Eastlands. Uh, oh. That's actually the company my uncle works for. I get free Eastlands. <laughs> Can we? From oh, him. wait. So so you have a sponsor before we do? <laughs> I'm sponsored uh, by Eastland. Oh come on. Anyway, um, our very special guest today is um, correct. Oh, you are the senior web applications developer in the web applications development subdivision of the ITS division at Lafayette College. Did you announce his name? He did not. Oh, Charles Holden. <laughs> hey, Charles. And hey, and Charles. A, you were a friend of the show. You've been listening f- nearly since the beginning, haven't you? A couple years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Long time, friend. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you show that kind of devotion, we will have you on the show. If you can prove that, then we'll have you on the show. Charles, how long have you been at Lafayette? Seven years in April. Okay. And you came here from Michigan, right? Yes. I was working for Kalamazoo College. Okay. Um, doing kind of similar things to what I do here. Uh-huh. Doing... Website support, website design, some uh-huh. desktop support. Okay, and yeah. you're you're like the Moodle guy. I was, I was. the Moodle. I, I was hired as the Moodle guy. Okay, um, that's how I got to know the people here because uh-huh. I was. So, do you want to say what Moodle is for Peter in the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, Moodle? Well, you know, is... Moodle's very popular in Europe. He might know. Okay, well, well, we'll describe it for the uninitiated. Uh, Moodle is a learning management system in LMS. So that's a place where you can do, the, you know, it's a software that supports classroom activities. You can do teaching. I mean, some people can conduct entire courses online just through Moodle mm-hmm. when there's no physical classroom space. You know, a small liberal arts college like Lafayette, it's typically more of an adjunct supporting tool. You mm-hmm. know, it is not the entire class. Sure. And so Moodle is an open source example of it. Lafayette's been running it since 2008. Okay. 2007, I think 2007 was, it was the bla- Blackboard to Moodle type of thing. Yeah, Lafayette was on Blackboard, mm-hmm. which was you know for profit yep. LMS. There were concerns about it at Lafayette. I mean, this is well before I was here. Mm-hmm. But as part of standing that up, Lafayette helped found this consortium okay. called the Collaborative Liberal Arts Moodle Project with a bunch of other small liberal arts colleges to support it. Clamp, clamp. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm good at that. Did you? You knew that, or you just added it up? I just added it up right yeah. now. Did yeah. we come up with the name? I'd have to look into who came up with the name. There was a lot of 
discussion about that. Who <laughs> did come up? It might have been Ken Newquist, but friend of the show. Yep. It uh, takes a, it takes a while to get used to saying it. Do you know? You know, I, I will say this trivia: Ken Newquist um, has uh, co-hosted the longest. The in oldest. terms of time running podcast at the college, we uh, recently eclipsed them with the most number of episodes, though. The ITS coffee break. Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is if we go back and revive it, it's been a band for, what, like three or four years. We go back and record an episode, we immediately leapfrog this show? Not quite yet. I think, I think you're, about ten, you're, you're about 10 behind in mm-hmm. terms of volume. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We did the math. We did the math. Um, we weren't self-conscious. Not at all. No. no. Gosh, No. no. We just want to make sure we were saying truths. Um, did you go to Cal- Kalamazoo College? I did. Um, I graduated from there with a BA in modern European history. And therefore? Yes, and therefore, well, I, of, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I took a, uh, I was tired. I took a year off just yeah. to figure out what I wanted to do. And one year became two, two became three, and, you know, and here I am. Now, <laughs> now, what were you... I'm sure you didn't just after you graduated suddenly say, hey, look, computers, I want to try those out. Have you always been kind of a tech yeah. guy? It was always something I kind of noodled around with. Mm-hmm. My family got its first computer in 1990. What kind? It Oh, it was an IBM clone made by Packard Bell, oh, which has since gone out of business. They, ha- they have, yes. Um, yes. I'm sure they're owned by somebody. And this is a really top-of-the-line machine. It was a 286 processor. 286? Oh, yeah, 286. Oh, wow. okay. uh, <laughs> gig of... Is it a, how much RAM was that? Like like a meg of RAM or something like that, you yes. know, 20 meg hard drive. I mean, wow. you know, look really at, great Look machine. at this guy with a meg of RAM over here. Oh, yeah. The 286 yeah. was, like 186 was the lower one, right? Yeah. And then 286 was the, uh, the, the well, Cadillac. Well, yeah, but then you get a 386, yeah. then you get a 486. You got as high as a 486, and then and that's pen, when Pentium. Intel, yeah, yeah. Pentiums. Yeah. That was uh, Virginia Tech's big selling point was that they were oh. the first... They claimed to be like the first college to require the freshman to have a computer. Oh wow! And that was 1990. Man. And I and I think I got the 286. Hmm. You got a 286. Nice. I mean, so. they, I mean, they they were they were serviceable. You could run Lotus one two three and you could you know Windows three point one Windows three point one one Windows for work groups. <laughs> Do you want to yeah. go on? No, I. Is this I'm, a quiz? I'm done. MS DOS six Not real. Oh man. Um, I've lo- got I've got my MS DOS six book somewhere. You know, I remember, and and I'm gonna. This is for the kids You're out there. You're referring to a disc operating system, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is for yeah. the kids, and I'm I'm talking about Ben right now. <laughs> ben, you know what it was like to have to load a video game and figure out you only mm-hmm. had this much memory, and you, and you couldn't play the video game with the memory you had, so you had to like parse out the memory and load it into in different ways, and only load up certain applications in order to play the game. When I was a kid, we didn't just turn on our iPad mm-hmm. and play a game. We actually had to work for it. You know how much like fruit cost and um, a can of cola? Yeah, it'd be like twenty five cents. And mm-hmm. coffee used to be so. Ben, did you know coffee used to be like a quarter? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? So stop. Yeah. So stop complaining, Ben. Is what we're tell saying. them other things that used to be cheaper than. I that. mean, oh, gosh. gallon of gas was uh, like ninety five <laughs> cents when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can buy a whole car Same. for the cost of an uh, iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, is that one really true? I mean, well, not no, a, not, not a all. good car. Not at all. Yeah, it would run. <laughs> yeah, barely. I mean, well, let's talk about which iPhone we mean and which car. Yeah, yeah. But we Vega. Just, we just want to put you in your place, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> let's let let's let's. Draw I mean, this these out. millennial, yeah. mostly for millennials mm-hmm. uh, out there, and that's what you're trying to do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now going back to Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. I think Simon's question is, did you overlap with Jeter? He's from Kalamazoo. Derek, yes, that's true. Derek Jeter is from Kalamazoo. He went to Kalamazoo Central High School. Oh. Um, he was already playing 
the New York Yankees at the time I was oh. in Kalamazoo, but he was still, you know, he gave back to the community. He came back on occasion. It's always been suspected that he was one of the benefactors behind the Kalamazoo Promise, which... What is that? That was... When was that announced? That was sometime in the aughts. Um, some anonymous benefactor set up a fund so to ensure that anyone who graduated from high school mm-hmm. in Kalamazoo could go to a... If nothing else would have tuition to an in-state public oh, school. Not but bad. he never said. it's. It still remains anonymous? Remains anonymous, as far hmm. as I know. Pretty good. Um, but we're, we're going we're gonna to attribute it to him. That's a scoop. Yeah, it's, we're 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 we're, show, we're unmasking How do you Derek know it wasn't Jeter. Charles? Oh yeah, was it you? The Fulton family. I think you, I'd, you'd have to check your your finances. I feel like I wouldn't be working here if I'd been <laughs> able to do that. Okay, well, okay. How was Kalamazoo as a as what kind of town is it? Uh, well, a good deal larger. Uh, population, I think, is about one hundred thirty thousand. Oh, okay. And in addition to Kalamazoo College, you know, where I went, small liberal arts college like Lafayette, but smaller, had Western Michigan University, which has I think like twenty five thousand, thirty thousand. Mm-hmm students so it's bigger but i feel like it had about the same amount of stuff as the lehigh valley area just constant you know more, oh, concentrated. more concentrated yeah now now can you uh put up your hand and show me where in michigan kalamazoo <laughs> absolutely is? i'm yeah. from michigan okay yeah, yeah so this, does, um, so well, this is not good for podcasting are you gonna, so describe it okay Simon. so yeah. so so charles is putting up his left, left hand, hand. Mm-hmm. the back of his left hand to me and he's pointing to about two inches below the last knuckle on his yeah. pinky finger um, and so, that is work. So it's in western, southwestern Michigan. Yeah, southwestern Michigan, mm-hmm. about a two-hour drive from Chicago. When people are do, when people who live in the Upper Peninsula do that, what do they here. do with their hand? They say they're from the UP, and that's it. They, they don't do. Who this? cares which part? Okay, I mean, they don't need to know. Now, I, I say that with love. My mother's okay. from the UP. Okay, but I, we we probably have a bunch of UP listeners up Simon, here. Simon, I lived here. You lived uh, between on the webbing in between Midland. your you index in, you and in middle finger. Okay, so I'm the originally day. I'm originally from Mount Pleasant. Oh, Mount, we're Central Michigan. Well, show me, Matt, right. show me where on your hand where that is. It's in the middle. That's on the yeah, that's right, on the, right the, on the, the middle knuckle, knuckle yeah. right there. We would go to Mount Pleasant mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for evenings of fun. It was pleasant. They had they had um, for when I was there. You went to the college wayside. Student. Yeah, we went there to the bars. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he went to the wayside like other people from <laughs> Midland. Were you of age? Uh, pretty close. Wow. <laughs> wow. Don't. That's that's bad. This is not a show about me. All the kids listening. Let's get back to our guest. Okay. Um. And so, and so, is it like, is it kind of a college town, Kalamazoo? Kalamazoo? Um, do they call it Kazoo? We do call it Kazoo. Um, Not Cal. I would have gone with Cal. Kazoo. No. Okay. You'll see Cal in abbreviations for things, like the Cal Haven Trail, which is a, you know, bike trail that goes to South Haven from Kalamazoo. So sure. it's clever, you know, Cal Haven. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a college town. I mean, you can certainly feel the influence, but I'd say the big, the big thing is pharmaceuticals. Oh, okay. Um... So Pfizer has a really huge presence there because mm-hmm. it bought the old Upjohn company, okay. and a lot of that is still there. So it's really almost more pharmaceutical than college. Was there automotive industry there? There's stuff. I mean, okay. there's suppliers, no okay. big auto plants. but So that probably makes it that they didn't suffer quite as much as maybe other parts of Michigan? Not as much, but I knew people who lost um, lost their jobs 2008, yeah. 2009. So- I mean... Where's the isn't Amway some one of those towns? Amway's up in Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. So we'll do this again. So we're just gonna move okay. a little further up the pinky here. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Grand Rapids about an hour north of mm-hmm. Kalamazoo. There's a lot of cities in Michigan. There are. Yeah. That, yeah sure. I yeah. can do this all day. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of so, cities. A lot of acreage <laughs> on the hand. Yeah. Um so oh before I, I want to ask more about your uh, computer background and web development skills. But I also mm-hmm. want to know what if you had a specific interest in modern European history. My undergraduate thesis was on late 
19th, early 20th century German war planning. Oh, um, sounds intense. It was, it was an interesting topic. Um, fun fact, I actually consulted uh, at least one book by Josh Sanborn when I was working oh. on it, <laughs> on, um, just dealing with um, German response to um, Russian war planning and Russian mobilization. Yeah. Josh Sanborn, friend of the show, past guest, um, expert on everything Russia. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> when, um, when did the... Uh, I will nod to our my research, which a friend of the show, past guest, Jason Alley, helped me with. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, which included a number of things. But one of them was trains. I think we already knew about your railroad knowledge. You, when did that come about? You and love what trains. How do you know so much about trains? Yeah, I mean, I, I come by my interest in trains very honestly, I think. No, when I was four years old, mm-hmm. my father and my mother, who also um, liked trains, mm-hmm. well, my father had... He taught at Central Michigan University. He had a conference out in the Bay Area, and we went out by train. To the Bay Area from Michigan? Yeah, yeah wow. so that's uh, that's two nights. Yeah. Um, you know, from Michigan to Chicago to, it was sure. Oakland then, and I remember certain bits of that trip. I remember having a really good time, and they always pushed my interest yeah. in trains, you know, gave me books and, you know, took train trips, and it stuck. Did yeah. you have train set, model train sets? Absolutely. Mm. In the basement on a big piece of plywood? Well, my brother had built a very large model train layout in my parents' basement where they, it was the old cistern. It's a very old house, mm-hmm. but the cistern is no longer in use, but it meant you had these very nice high walls with some gaps so you could just lay tracks on top of them. So I didn't have my own set mm-hmm. growing up, but I could play around with that one. Of course, we always had a train under the tree because that's what you have a Christmas tree for. Sure. Huh. Uh, was it a Lionel train? Is that a thing? Was that a is Bachman? a thing. Okay. No, but Lionel's like a specific thing, you know, to you know if those three three prong tracks that are about well, can't see if I'm showing how wide they are. But <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. No, my brother modeled an HO, which is probably the most common gauge. Okay. I modeled an N, which is a lot smaller. Like N's about as wide as your uh, finger. Okay. As one part of the Michigan hand. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever been to Roadside America? I have been to Roadside America. I went have out there. Uh, that's just that's just down the the old Highway 78 over here towards Harrisburg. Yes, it is. I've never yeah, been there. No. Yeah, it's, I guess it's about an hour from here. Um, yeah, seems like it. Yeah, that, that's a weird place, <laughs> but I kind of liked it. Um, <laughs> so so somebody to, who's been there describe it. I'll, I'll let Charles describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I want a lot of trains. There are a lot of trains, but it's it really is an expression of one one man's personal vision. You know, it's this it's this big. It's a fairly large, ostensible model train layout, but the real kicker for it is that all the buildings are like 50s Americana. You know, yeah. it's that, like that very specific, like Eisenhower's America point in time that uh, also has trains running through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, isn't the subtitle is Roadside America, the world's largest miniature village, the world's largest miniature town? Something like Something that. Something plain with that yeah. contrast. Did, there's some irony in Eisenhower's America and having trains when the Eisenhower interstate system um, replaced the old trains. Is that Was that a smart thing I said? Sure. Thanks, Ben. Not inaccurate. Thank you. Yes. I like that statement. I ah, appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. I just want to make sure whenever I say something smart, it's very to, well known. To add to that, I don't know uh, how much time you spent at at that place, but when, the one time that I was there, because I drive by it um, all the time going sure. to my parents in Maryland, and one time when I was just by myself, I was like, I'm stopping at this place. Good one. Um, was that they played... What kind of Americana? It was like God Bless America or, yeah. or Star Spangled Banner. There was something like every 15 minutes or yeah, every, every 15 hour. minutes, wow. the, light, the lights dim. And yeah, and it was really, I think it was God Bless America. 
Wow. It's a, it's a weird place. I think you'd have to do God Bless America. Otherwise, you'd have to stand every time, every 15 minutes. You I think they assume you're standing anyways. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of benches. Right. No. All right. No, you you have to really get in Did there. Did you stop there on the way to on the way back? On the way back. Well, on the mm-hmm. way back, see, I, I just want to get home. I'm not going to stop there. Yeah, but on the way back, everything doesn't take as long. Everything's faster on the way back, so yeah, it didn't yeah. seem like as much mm-hmm. of a sacrifice. Because it's downhill. <laughs> right, yeah. in the snow. Oh, I want to know more about the trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I cut off. So that's small. those are model trains, mm-hmm. but uh, does that extend? Does that translate to knowing a lot about big, uh, like, uh, you know, regular trains? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I travel about... Seven to ten thousand miles a year by train. A little bit, and I travel um, seven to thousand. People now, does that include subways? <laughs> no, I don't keep track of my subway mileage. Wow! But is there an app to keep track of train mileage? Do you have a I journal? I keep a journal. No. That's Do you go to Europe just to compare? That's so nice. Well, I haven't been in Europe in a while. Not since I did study abroad in college, uh-huh. and I wasn't keeping as careful track then. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the best train? I mean, question. You know, they're all good trains, but they're like your children. Um, you can't just pick yeah. one. This fall, I had a conference out in Sacramento, mm-hmm. and I took the train out. This is the same route I took my parents back in the '80s, but I had not been on it. So did, did you drive back to Kalamazoo and then take it from there, or no? Yeah, where, so where do you Come take on, the train Simon. from? I just want to know. I um, took the bus to New York. I okay. Took a train from New York to D.C., then a train from D.C. to Chicago, and then Chicago to uh, Sacramento. Cool. And so I was two nights out of Chicago. So that, that first day out, you know, you get up in the morning, you're near Denver, mm-hmm. and then you spend most of the day just going through the center of Colorado mm-hmm. in the mountains and then along the kind of winding along the Colorado River and then going into Utah. It is absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. I Do they imagine. still have the cars with like the windows on the top? Like yep. The- yep. Do you pay, pay, pay that- extra for that? Yeah, they do have a name. They're called the Sightseer Lounge. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this one was st- so you experienced the sightseer lounge. Was that yeah. in common from the eighties? Did you see the sightseer lounge yeah. back then? Same equipment. Oh, which also, you, which also says something. We haven't replaced that equipment in thirty <laughs> years. But, yeah. I would like to see get a, have one of those rides. That'd be fun. And and you had a little tiny room with little bunks mm-hmm. in it. Oh, that's cool. Yep, I split it with a colleague from yeah. Kenyon. Wow, that's so cool. Now, is there is there a train anywhere in the world that you would just that's like your bucket list train that you would love to take? Are you still looking for an episode title? Bucket list trains. Bucket list trains. God, um, Shinkansen. The uh, oh, I've taken the I've taken the Shinkansen. Um, did I that? did I pronounce it right? Or are you yes. just okay? Yes. Actually, it's a Canadian train. The, Is it really? Yeah. The Bombardier. Bombardier. They did not make the equipment. Okay. But that is a Canadian company that makes trains. Man, I'm just, I'm just getting all the right. Where are you getting this? I don't um, know. They make they make subways. They're pretty and they're pretty omnipresent in mm-hmm. uh, Canada. Yeah. Yeah, no, the um, the Canadian, which runs from Toronto to Vancouver over four nights with, yeah. with still with its original 1950s equipment. It yeah. has an outstanding reputation. I just, I have to make the time and yeah. that's a, and find how, a reason. How long would that take? Four days, I think. You know, that four or five, four that, five days? That actually doesn't sound like that much. No, for, honestly, it's a big country. For someone who's this knowledgeable about trains, like how, how does the train community feel about Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> Is that a positive? Well, you know, it's funny. I grew up on Thomas the Tank Engine because my parents got me those books, but that was like before it was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there was just the books and the merchandising. Yeah. It was just kicking off. I'd say it depends on who you talk to. Mm. Um, some people are like, yeah, that's great. It's getting people interested in trains. Other people are like, oh, my God, the They cuteness. don't really talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It misleads a lot of children. Now, do you have views on the diminishing um, presence of trains in the country? I mean, I think just from a sustainability perspective, we'd be in a lot better place if there were a lot of the 
you know, a lot of medium distance journeys, you mm-hmm. know, like between 100 and 300 miles are being taken by train instead of being driven or mm-hmm. even flown. It's more energy efficient. Would you like to see a train going from the Lehigh Valley to New York City? Absolutely. It will never happen. Mm-hmm. It will not happen in my lifetime, but I'd love to see it. I what would love that. What are your that thoughts on, on why that won't happen? The um, Koch brothers? We had train service from the Lehigh Valley to New York until 1971. Mm-hmm. Can I make a yeah. slight correction? Yes. Based on knowledge that we gained in a prior episode, mm-hmm. that's the same. That's not from Lehigh Valley to New York. That's just across the New York metropolitan area. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. According to Simon's Hmm. poor use of Wikipedia. No, according to Ben Gordon's poor use of Wikipedia. Don't worry, none of us us agree with this. um, Mm. We we actually currently are in the New York metropolitan area. So it's Mm. essentially whatever happened from Easton to there was just essentially a subway. Barring that. The X train. Let's return to. I was going to say, I'd say that's bearing some very important distinctions. So we haven't had it since like 71 i think the last service to phillipsburg ended around 81 83 okay to bring it back you have to convince norfolk southern which actually owns the tracks that it would be a good idea to let a passenger train on it mm-hmm. this has been tried and they said no they Didn't could they try it in the last year or so mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago uh, there's a lot of interest you know sal pano was talking about this as a possibility former guest friend of the show mayor Beeson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the Amtrak ran a special excursion through the valley mm-hmm. to Reading. Mm-hmm. I was on it. Great trip. Oh, cool. Realistically, it's, uh, I mean, if you've watched freight trains going over the bridge mm-hmm. downtown, you may have noticed there's a lot of them going in both directions. Yeah. So, first of all, someone would have to pump back up a truck with like $500 million in it to expand capacity before we even start maybe getting Norfolk Southern to yes. Um, so when you're you're developing this work and uh, working with communications and with the campus affiliates and constituents, um, would you say there's probably like ten or twenty or thirty of these constituents? Uh, we have a. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my website. God! That's <laughs> that's that's terrible. That's, that's terrible. A, that's we a... try to lower the bar <laughs> yeah. each time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, each time we find oh, out. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of Simon. <laughs> we keep digging. The bar gets lower. Yeah. Way to go. I can't believe you wrote that down for me to say. Disregarding that, Charles, I think yeah. anyways, despite Simon's best efforts, I did want to ask you about your musical past. Mm-hmm. Your favorite band or artist or music at ages 10, 20, and 30. A continuing interest of mine. I think uh, a small, small percentage of our listeners share this interest, but I, uh, nevertheless, I persist. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to find out your answers. You want to start with age 10? Sure. It's going to sound a little weird, but best as I can tell, my parents stopped listening to new popular music sometime around 1973. So I grew up with a lot of classical music, which developed a love in classical music, which I still have. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some, so at age 10, lots of classical music. Um, there was some formerly popular music, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the the Beatles, obviously, but other kind of bands in the folk rock spectrum. So the Birds, the band. My brother tried to mix that up a little bit. He gave me some Fleetwood Mac to listen to. Older brother? Older brother. Mm-hmm. Gave me some Fleetwood Mac to listen to, some Jerry Rafferty. So that's a, that's a weird bundle of influences. When I got to college at uh, you know, when I was 20, you know, like for the first time I was really surrounded by people who were listening to music that was not old <laughs> and I was listening to all kinds of stuff I got into classic rock 
you know, through ACDC, but then expanding, listening to Floyd, Zeppelin, and a bunch of other bands. I got into grunge about 10 to 15 years after everybody else did, listening to Alice in Chains. Did you um, run in and say, guys, have you heard this stuff before? I knew enough to know <laughs> that that was not the thing to got do. Got it. Okay. Did you teach any of them in college about classical music? I did. Do you, is there a composer that you favor? Can I answer that question at age 30? Oh, sure. oh yes. 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 Like I was also I was listening like I had a mix CD once that had me had both J-pop like Sakamoto Maya mm-hmm. and uh, Chemical Brothers. It sounds which is that, a, that makes as sense. a weird mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so by the time I got to thirty, it, it settled down on like two things: folk infused rock. I got back into the band mm-hmm. um, and kind of acts adjacent to the band. And when it came to classical music, settled in with early to mid 20th century composers. So my favorite would be Ray Fawn Williams, the British composer. Don't know. Ray, we'll, we'll play, we'll written, play as, written as Ralph. One of his better known compositions would be Fantasia on a Theme of Thomas Tallis. You have probably heard that. Also, it's either that or Fantasia on Greensleeves appears in the soundtrack for the Master and Commander movie adaptation. Okay. So, so that's you'll recognize that when you hear it. We that's that's how you get to us. It, is it on us. a soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, like you're a big classic listener. Sure, you watch movies. You listen it to was soundtracks. L- Leonard Bernstein's hundredth birthday this year. Hmm. What does that have to do with anything? He's a uh, and he's conductor. an early to mid twentieth century conductor and composer. See, I'm I, on topic. No, Bernstein's Bernstein did a set of church music. Um, called the Chichester Psalms that's really quite arresting and that's something I grew up listening to because my parents were performing it for choir um, that's mm. a beautiful piece of music Leonard Bernstein that's a lyric from a song <laughs> right R.E.M. yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> um, can, uh, let me do a quick recap what, so 10 you're going to say it was some uh, pre-1973 folk rock and, and classical music mm-hmm 20s, it sounds like it's quite a variety. It's everything. It's everything. And the 30s, did you say both tracks? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, okay. Nope, 30s is back to kind of folk rock and early and mid right, 20th yeah. century uh, see, what was classical that? music. Did you see that documentary about Levon Helm? Yeah, I know about it, but Remember I haven't seen it. Yeah, the drummer. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Rod- Robertson, Richard Manuel, <laughs> also good. members of the band. Not to do a back in my day, but back in my day, <laughs> I Who saw that, Levon wait, Helm. 2011? Before that, oh wow, that is back in the day. Two thousand seven, my first ever concert was Levon Helm and, wow. and Hubert Sumlin. Oh man, man, how'd you swing that? Uh, BB Kings. Night? No, I did not stay up all night to get the tickets. You had to wait in line. No, it was Hubert Sumlin's eightieth birthday. Oh wow, how did you even know about this? Uh, I was my well, it was my first concert. So did you have to take a day off from the shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> um, luckily, six? I did not. Okay, yeah. How old were you? I must have been uh, nine or ten. No, oh, you're so young. <laughs> that was back in his day. Back, back in, in day. my day. Yeah, back in your yeah. day. Oh, I know you millennials don't understand, <laughs> but... Uh... Well, so on that note, we should probably do a quiz. I think mm. that, that's a good segue. Speaking of the 80s, mm-hmm. oh, oh, are these real scotches or not? Oh, real oh, scotches boy. or not? Single malt scotch. Oh, God. It's not a quiz about trains. Wait, not I a wanna... quiz about B movies. No, I know both of you drink scotch. Ben, do you drink scotch at all? No. Yeah, me neither. That's right, we didn't even talk about B-movies. That's a shame. It tastes like fire and paint. You know too much stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to have a quiz on single malt scotches. Mm -hmm. Single malt scotches, we got a a skeleton crew here. Yeah. Simon, 
Doesn't know anything about scotch. Doesn't know anything about scotch. Doesn't know stuff about scotch. Okay, well, we'll do the mic check. You. And see if you can get this one. Yeah. Uh, Lagavulin. Lagavulin. Of course, Lagavulin is a scotch uh, enjoyed by one Ron Swanson of uh, Parks and Recreation. What do you think, Ben? It has to be a yes. Yes, because I just said all that stuff. What do you think, Charles? Yes. Of course. Yes. I've never had Lagavulin. Have you had Lagavulin? I don't remember. It's scotch. Maybe. Is it? Is it pricey? Yeah, it's pricey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was a yes. Perfect. Most scotches on that list are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Most scotches. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, let's move into this. Yes. Uh, McDuff. McDuff. Nope. That's a beer on The Simpsons. <laughs> what do you think, Ben? Well, back in my day, The Simpsons <laughs> uh, used McDuff as a scotch. Oh. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. Wait, you, th- you say yes? He says Not, yes. Oh, he's he's what, contradicting you. What do you think, Charles? Is this restrict? Are we restric- defining scotch as only scotches from Scotland? Oh, good one. I don't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> Bad quiz master. <laughs> yes. No. Only scotches. It's only from the Champagne region of Scotland, right? You can say it's actually <laughs> yeah. scotch. Yes. Yeah. I'm. No. It's a yes. It is a there yes. There is a McDuff scotch. McDuff. Really? A single malt. Hmm. D O U G H. D-U-F-F. It could be D-U-G-H. Mm. You have right. I'll, I'll ask another one since you're okay. so smart. Wait, what? Why? what's a single malt versus double malt versus triple malt versus, I assume, quadruple malt? Well, it's just pure. It's the. It's not blended. It's not a blended. Yeah, if there's multiple malts, it's a blend. Oh, interesting. So it's not a blended whiskey. Well, what if it's blended with really good stuff? It's still blend. How about two two really good and scotches? And it's called Dewar's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes it. sense. There we go. All right. The next one. Dufftown. Dufftown. Oh. <laughs> Just your expression. You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm going to say no. What do you think, Ben? No. I've never heard of it, which doesn't mean anything, but uh, I'll go no. It's a yes. Oh, mm. God. Dufftown. Simon, now who's proud of themselves? You are proud of You yourself. thought it was all going to be Simpsons jokes, the <laughs> yeah. whole thing. Yep. McDuff, Dufftown, they're both they're both Duff. single malt scotches. Mm. Is that also D-U-F-F-T-O-W-N? Yep. Oh. With another... an e? T-O-W-N? Nope. No? Okay. Got another one. Okay. Craig Duff. Craig Duff. Well, geez, there's a lot of Duffs. <laughs> I mean, I got to I gotta go with that. There's now. a lot of Duffs, and now we're moving into the Craigs. There's a lot of Craigs. I know. I got to say yes on the Craig Duff. What do you think, Ben? Um, I don't think, uh, no. I don't think so. They don't? Okay, good. I mean, hey, you know what? You're allowed to have your opinion. What do you think, Charles? Craig and Moore is a scotch. Mm. Um, but Craig Duff? Craig Duff, I haven't heard oh. of. I hadn't heard of the other two. I but, woke up um, this morning. I was so Craig Duff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm just going to ride no until it's right. Okay. It's a yes. Uh, <sighs> Craig Duff is another one. I got it. <laughs> yep, very good. Have you tasted any of these? Uh, I have not had any of those. Wow. But I'm aware that they're single malt scotches. Is, if the next one's Duff Duff, we're canceling the quiz. <laughs> the next one is Craig Glenn. Oh, Craig Glenn. Craig Glenn? Craig Glenn. Two, two Gs or just the one? Just one. Oh, then definitely no. No. <laughs> uh, what do you think, uh, Ben? It's got to be a yes. got to be a yes. Okay, Charles. Quiz is definitely trending, yes, but I mean, there's always been at least one no on one of these quizzes. No has to be right Play sooner or later. Mm-hmm. You going with no? I go with no. Charles is correct. It's a no. Yeah. There Glenn. is no Craig Glenn. Craig Glenn. But there's a Glenn Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, but that, what, the, if it was the Craig Glenn it would have had two G's. Yeah. The tell <laughs> was that was the one G. Really? Should have gone with two G's uh-huh. on this made up. What thing. about Craigslist? <laughs> Craigslist. If it yeah. were Scottish, yeah. it would have two uh, G's. Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. Yeah. No, you got. Of course, you're going to have a lot of Glens. As, as they make fun of in Swingers. Glenn Gooley. Mm-hmm. Any, any Glenn. Glenn Keith, Glenn Morangy, Glenn Fittich, Glenn Livett. Any Glenn. Glenn Craig. About, how about uh, another Glenn option? Glenn Kinnear. 
Greg Kinnear. Well, that is a person. Is it is Greg Greg Kinnear's brother, Glenn? Glenn Kinnear. Nope. Ben. Uh, yes. Charles. Gonna keep writing no. It's no. Mm. But I did go to college with Ben. Good guy. Glenn Kinnear. Yeah, I wonder how he's doing. <laughs> Shout out to Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Uh, friend of the show. Future guest. Hey, related to Greg Kinnear? I don't think so. Okay. Not related to Glenn Fry either. Mm. That's, that's not how that works. I thought he was on one of the last episodes. Uh, no, I think that was a lost, lost episode. Ben, you met, you let us do those jokes. <laughs> All right, I have another one. Yeah. Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg? <laughs> yeah, Mitch Hedberg. You know, race is one of those things where <laughs> you're hungry for it and you just want a million. 2,000. 2,000? Yeah. Race is great if you're hungry and you want to eat 2,000 or something. <laughs> you're, you're much better at the delivery <laughs> than I Um, Mitch Hedberg. No. What do you think, Ben? He was pretty funny. Right? That's not the question. <laughs> I don't think he was a scotch. Okay. What do you think, Charles? No. No. Yeah, of course not. Um, I haven't slept for 10 days because that's too long to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to devolve into some Mitch, Mitch Hedberg yeah. jokes. Okay. He's great. Yeah, he is. He's funny. <laughs> I used to do drugs. I mean, I still do, but I used to also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Ah, good. This is going to be an extra long episode. Oh, now you do your five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was just a setup to Ardbeg. Ardbeg. It's like you just mixed up some letters. <laughs> what's that? Wait, what's Ardbeg backwards? <laughs> Gen. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Gendra. Gendra. Oh, I forgot to ask Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Gendra. Um, I'm going to say no. Ardbeg. It's a, a weird name, Ardbeg. What do you think? What do you think, Ben? Uh, I don't think that was a Friday Night Lights character, Thank so I'm going to say no. Thank you. What do you think, Charles? <laughs> yes, and it's okay. It is a yes. What? He Ardbeg? Knows. I saw on a map recently, I didn't realize that Lagavulin, Lafroig, and Ardbeg are all in the same coast. They're all like 10 miles apart. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, Ben, have you ever tasted scotch? No. Yeah, don't don't bother. It's kind of weird. It don't uncorrupt him. I mean, it, was uh-huh. an un- it was an acquired taste worth acquiring. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not bad. All right, here's one for you. Yeah. Grand Elk. Grand Elk? Grand Elk. Grand Elk. Grand, say it, however you want to say it. I feel like I've seen a bottle of Grand Elk. I'm going to say yes. What do you think, Ben? Uh, I've been wrong on like every single one. I'm going to say no. Okay, what do you think, Charles? Like Simon, I feel like I've seen a bottle of this stuff, but I'm I'm not sure if it was scotch. Mm. Uh, Grand Elk. He's not that good. But the thing is that Grand Elk is also the name of a railroad that runs through Kalamazoo. Oh, now that I go to think about it, so Grand Elk Railroad. Not. And I got a funny story if that happens to be um, if it happens to be no. So I'm going to say no. It is no. It is no. But I'll tell you what it is. What is? It's a rail freight line that goes <laughs> through Kalamazoo. What, what is a funny story? I about almost this? had. I almost uh, my pre-funny yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By which I mean it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that I didn't include the uh, Cal Haven, although that was mm-hmm. always going to be an answer. Nah, I would have said it <laughs> would have been good. better because he mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of sounds like a scotch. Cal Haven. It could be. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Grand Elk. Yeah, so, so Grand Elk took over this north south freight line that goes up to Grand Rapids through Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. When the morning freight would come through at about nine in the morning, it would literally cut the town in half for about mm-hmm. 10 minutes because oh, okay. of how slow it is. It would, you know, like business route, just nope. Can't get through. And so occasionally I'd be driving out with some plant operations buddies for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I'd be looking at the watch and be like, guys, we got to hurry up here. We're going to get stuck. We're going to spend 10 oh, minutes wow. until that stupid train gets through. But they make <laughs> a bridge. 
Make a bridge. This Money. Oh, okay. That was like my childhood of whenever we, if we had to go to the mall, you had to time it right because there was a train that would always take up like a half hour. Yep. And eventually they built a bridge. Mm-hmm. They had the money. For the cars, not for the train. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, plus it's that childhood imagination because you think you can draw it like with a crayon and a piece of paper. Like just make a bridge that goes bloop right over it. Yep. And then you can't believe when they make us like mm-hmm. the ramps for these bridges, you know, hundreds of yards yeah, away. Right. Well, is that not how that works? Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. It was like my first awareness. Cars that, are not good at making those 90 <laughs> degree. <laughs> but like in Richard's scary books, that's how it would be. You just mm-hmm. kind of go up like mm-hmm. right over it. No. How hard is this? Just yeah. get a couple of pieces of wood, planks. Should have been a train. Yeah. Richard, Richard Scary was not a civil engineer. <laughs> not right. That's mm-hmm. correct. But he's so, a conceptual artist. Is that is that the end of the quiz? Um, How about Loch Ness? Loch Ness. I mean... You know you want to say no. I, I do want to say no. I, I know that's the name of a monster, um, but it's also a name of a lock. And I guess if I was doing a scotch, I would be like, yeah, I'm going to name it after that. Um, yes, I'm going to say yes. What do you think, Ben? That, has to, be, uh, that has to be a scotch mm-hmm. from Scotland. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. Oh, are you saying yes? I'm saying yes. Okay. What do you think, Charles? Scotch. I'm trying to think of another scotch that's named after a lock, and I'm drawing a complete mm. blank you right now. You mean like Loch Lomond or Lockendale or Lockside? Ooh. Yeah, but Loch Lomond's not... Is Loch Lomond whiskey? Crap. All right, well, we're going to say yes. It's no. No. <sighs> no Loch Ness. Gone stinks. That's a, that's a monster. That's not a scotch. What's <laughs> wrong with you people? They should make a Loch Ness energy drink <laughs> that tastes like scotch. Ben, you really fell off the... Uh, you're riding high from your perfect quiz a couple times ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Well. That was a great day. It's a lot of pressure on you. All right, tally up. I think, Pearls, you still did win. I know <laughs> it wasn't Simon, and we know Ben didn't get it, so yeah. we had a weak competition field today. That was but tough. Congratulations. I, I, I credit the Grand Elk Railroad <laughs> the for the current and future Plus successes. that was extra extra points. You got you to gotta start drinking more variety of scotches, I guess. Apparently. Um, do you have a follow-up question? Yeah. Um, I want to know uh, whether you like Friday or Sunday. I like Friday because mm-hmm. I enjoy the anticipation of what I might actually do mm-hmm. for the weekend. Yeah. And in the fall, the anticipation of football. Oh, okay. But you know, you compare it to Sunday, it's like, well, I know what I didn't do. Mm-hmm. I know what I failed to accomplish yep. this weekend, and I have the work week to look forward to. This, you, is, this is the correct answer. Are you, a, are you more of a college fan, college football or pro football? More of a college football fan, I think. So by Sunday, it's all over. Michigan, yeah. not Michigan State? Michigan. Um, Black Licorice, yes or no? Not a huge fan. Not a, okay, of, of course, course not. not. Of course not. You don't even need to ask the follow-up question really, most of the time. I don't always. No, no, just, no conventions must be, must be obeyed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> did, now, follow-up to the follow-up. Yes. Did you start to loathe Black Licorice once you listened to the show enough and realized you were a Friday person? Yeah. Chicken and egg. What do you got? I will say that I definitely gave it some thought where I had not previously really given it any thought. But the question having been called, you know, I do like Fridays. I'm not a big fan of black licorice. Now, heretofore, I don't know that I really would have been able to express those ideas. It's certainly not together. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is what we do. This is, this is the you service really, we provide. You really made me think. It's a community right. service project. That's true. Yeah. That's why we've been honored. Yeah. Awarded. Lauded. Where can we find you? Or do you have any appearances, Simon? Yeah. I, 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 do you have any appearances coming up? Um, I'm a co-host on another um, oh, Lafayette College Associated podcast. Do tell. Uh, that is Iron Sysadmin, which was founded by Nate Lager, mm-hmm. who's the system administrator here. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on that every couple of weeks. And where can, where can people find that? Uh, podcast? Wherever podcasts can be found. Oh. 
So, and what do you guys talk about on that podcast? Uh, it's a mix of things: system administration, um, information security, just kind of general what's going on in the tech world. Mm -hmm. Now, will um, people call in and say, "Hey, this is my password. Is that secure or not?" I gotta <laughs> say that hasn't happened. But if you'd like to, you should um, have a, you we, we could do that for you. Episode of that. I think that'd do, be great. Do you talk at length about two-factor verification? Well, no, because you should just do, you, yeah, it's multi-factor, and you should just do it. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. No. Why don't you? Uh, well, Charles, thank you so much for being that, here today. Say that. That's what um, uh, you can, like, like Charles said, you can hear him on the Iron Sisabin podcast. Um, you can. We'll link to that. We will link to that. You can hear us right now if you're actually listening to this. Uh, you can follow if you if if this is not enough for you, follow us on Twitter at some later date. Well, what if they skipped? I noticed with the new iTunes update, it's you can go back 15 seconds, but it's 30 seconds forward. Yeah, so that's just mm. something to let you know. Right, so they might have missed some of this information. Oh, yeah, yeah. So listen to just it. Just go 15 seconds back. Yeah. Um, and you can uh, email us at veryspreadsandbutters at gmail.com. Just go 15 seconds back. We didn't have... I wanted to say it twice in case they missed it. Good one. We didn't have time to get to the mailbag today, but, oh, um, but we will next time. Uh, Charles, thanks so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Charles. Headphones off. Headphones off. Yeah, I heard that you were a B-movie aficionado. What's that mean? If you've ever heard of Mystery Science Theater 3000, yes. it, it means that I'm somebody who would enjoy sitting in a theater chair for 24 hours watching movies like that and yelling at them. But but not <laughs> not Mystery Science, like without the guys in front. Yeah, without the guys in front, the audience so the actual movie. Mm -hmm. but are, Manos, Hands of Fate. Are you offering the same kind of commentary that they are in, Mis in Mystery 3000? It's probably not quite as you know witty, but um, in the same concept, yes. Yeah. What now? Now is there is there some objective separation of an A movie from a B movie, and and like is A movie like a B plus? I don't know. Like so, like I mean, historically, I think studios really did make a distinction between you know your A movie, which might be something like Casablanca, which had you know a good director, good actors, and was something of a prestige picture, mm -hmm. and then your more B movie, which had. Lesser stars. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, we actually had a Reagan movie show up at hey, B-Fest a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was Murder in Air. It was He did a whole set of them in the 30s where he was playing like a government agent. Okay. And, you know, these are, you know, just, it's just lower quality in every way. But, you know, it's something you can put out and people will watch it and it'll make a few bucks. But there can't be like a, like a, a delineation because there are, there are movies with stars that are terrible. Oh, yeah. So, um, at this point, B-movies just more encompassing those kinds of lower quality movies movies that had grand aspirations but were crap mm. um, okay and just certain types of genre movies that are risible in one way or another like Sylvester Stallone was in an arm wrestling movie over the, in the top. 1980s over the top, over the top. which over I the top. thought was terrible yeah and you were defending it was is I when? yeah it's terrible when I brought it up it. maybe Liam was defending it Probably that was. I mean, I, the I'm, show, sometime I'm, producer. I'm not going to say I wasn't defending it, but or that I was defending it, but I don't. I mean, but you're right. There's a huge gap, like something like Plan Nine from Outer Space, which mm -hmm. was made for next to nothing sure. by people who, I mean, people who didn't have a lot of experience. Was Bell Lugosi in that? Technically, he yes. died halfway through or something. He died before it was made. Yeah. Um, but they had some B-roll. You know, they had some footage. Yeah. But so there's shots of Bell Lugosi, but then when his character is ostensibly 
walking around doing stuff. It is a completely different man who is much taller yep. and who is always using a cape to obscure his face. Yeah, that <laughs> seems reasonable. So, you know, totally not, totally Bella. Yeah. yeah. So, to, at the movie fest, um, which was just yesterday. To, Wait, what was the B-Movie Fest called? It's called B-Fest. Yeah. It is hosted at Northwestern University, and they've it's been cool. doing it since the... I think since like 1981, and my wife and I have been going since 2000, and well, she's been going since 2003, and Is I started going the year after that. No, we met in college. Oh, did you take the train there? To, to Northwestern? Yeah. We have taken the train there. Um, these days, unfortunately, we fly. Okay. But in, in B-Fest, are most of them historical, or is this, it doesn't matter when it was made? There's an unofficial 10-year rule that's been broken at least a couple of times for like Battlefield Earth and The Room. Mm. Um, try to have a mix, like, you know, things from different decades. So you get some 50s and 60s science fiction horror films that aren't very good. And then you get some, maybe like some bad 70s musicals, mm -hmm. like say Xanadu, mm -hmm. and some, you know, really bad 80s action movies. Which you know, just about anything that was ever put out by Canon Films mm. would probably be uh. probably be a candidate. Um, what about the Soylent Green? Is that a B movie? That would provoke an argument, I think, because I mean, I've seen Soylent Green. I didn't think it was particularly good, but it's I don't know that it's necessarily bad enough to really justify heckling. So is that what's in, is the joy is the joy of it that you can heckle? Yeah. So, like, which is why we almost never get a bad comedy, mm -hmm. because by definition, a bad comedy isn't funny. Mm -hmm. Like, a couple of years ago, if you ever saw the Andy Kaufman uh, comedy, uh, Heartbeeps, no. never saw Andy no. Kaufman plays a robot, okay. and Bernadette Peters is his female robot love interest. Mm -hmm. It's painfully bad. Yeah. And so it was hosted, and really the highlight, I suppose, was when a guy I know from B-Fest, who was a, he's a Marine, and has quite a shouting voice, um, screamed obscenities for the last 20 minutes and then attacked the screen. Wow. <laughs> he was that angry. Oh, it's terrible. Mm. I mean, what do you do with a bad comedy? All the jokes are landing flat. He didn't know that the screen wasn't actually making the movie, right? What the 